Welcome to Tech Talk with me, David Dundee. If you have questions or you want advice on something, drop me a line, david at fmr.co.za. And of course, you can find me on at David Dundee on most of the social media channels. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-O-N-D-E and the podcast on fmr.co.za. Here we go. Dear David, can you recommend a reputable person to advise us on inverters? We have no idea what we need for our house and usage. Your assistance will be greatly appreciated. Kind regards, David and Anne. Well, David and Anne, talk about a loaded question. Let me get started on what you need to ask for. Here's the most straightforward answer I can give. That depends. I know, I know. First off, what are you running? Just fiber and Wi-Fi? Fiber, Wi-Fi and lights? That stuff and the oven? Or don't you want to even look at the load shedding schedules ever again except to have a giggle at them and hope we get the politics of energy right for an entire society's benefit? The first thing you have to do is an audit of the stuff that you actually want to run, and there's no way to avoid doing this the hard way. And you need to do this before getting the experts in, or you're going to get oversold. Now, most appliances are super simple. They have a little plate or label with a rating and what's on the back of them. Be careful if they have a motor, things like fridges and air conditioners, because they have two ratings, a momentary startup rating, which is much higher, and a running load. Lights are super easy. Look at the wattage on your bulbs. And this order should be a good time to go to all LED lighting, by the way. Warm LEDs cost just as a nice a warm glow as incandescents do. And dimming options are just a little more complicated, but the savings are immediate and immense. And if you can't get to the back of your device, something like an oven or an air conditioner, uh, Google really does have everything. You can check your model numbers. It isn't that hard to find what you need. It's easily done. Once that audit is done, you have an idea of what your peak load and your base load are. Simple addition in watts. You then have to have a chat to your electrician about options. If you're doing a permanent installation, that is. Or you can go direct to Google for a portable inverter with batteries or a UPS if you just want to run a one or two small appliances or devices like your fiber and a bedside lamp. As a caveat, most of the UPS-style inverters use cheapish batteries that are only going to last a year or two before needing replacement. You need to factor that in. Also factor in recharging times. You'll notice that when we have load shedding that cell phone towers go down sort of halfway through the period, and that's because they went into that session of, of load shedding with a less than full battery and came out with absolutely no battery, which is when your, your signal went. And batteries don't like to go down to zero, particularly lead-acid batteries, and that is where the major damage to the battery's lifespan is done. At this point, in actual fact, the logical solution is not to go those UPS routes, but to go renewables with rooftop solar panels and the like, and those big batteries and the big install where available is better. At least you've got the chance of them paying for themselves over about five years at current ESCOM rates. And if ESCOM gets its way with the 32% increase they've asked for, that's looking more like three-year payback. 
And you can get financing for these things. Most of the big finances are now looking at it. And we are expecting that there will be some kind of rebate back from local government or government uh, sooner rather than later. Well, they've promised us. We, we will have to see what the reality is. A trend I've personally noticed with all the quotes I've seen of late is over-specification. I understand why installers and electricians are all giving you a quote for more than 100% of your basic requirements is they don't want to come back to reinstall. But most of us are better off actually supplying ourselves about 90% of our needs and being met by solar, that is, and making do with a small shortfall, but making use of everything you generate rather than paying for that extra 20% with zero utility. And that argument is only true if you're not selling back to the grid. If it does become easy to sell back to the grid, that'll change. At the moment, to sell back to the grid will cost you around 10,000 rand in the city of Cape Town for licensing and the very expensive meter you need. So the advice in a nutshell David and Anne, is try to go partially off-grid. And if you live in an apartment, maybe it's time for body corporates to have these discussions for the benefit of the block. Work out what you actually need up front, not what you want, and get no more. And with one proviso, make sure you can upgrade your system. Buy a bigger inverter than the bare minimum, but you can modularly add panels and batteries to an existing system. Sorry I couldn't give you more direct advice than that, David and Anne, but that's it for this week. If you've got questions or you want to find out more about something, David at fmr.ca.za, and you can find me on at David Dondi on most social media channels. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-O-N-D-E and the podcast on fmr.co.za.